You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 44. This episode is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, visualization, planning your day-to-day, and regular review to help you get from idea to done. Learn more about the Visionary Journal by visiting visionaryjournal.co. This episode is also brought to you by my book, The Fear Guide. Silence your fears and take action. If the chorus of fear is regularly singing you out of your dreams, you need to grab this short read, which is jam-packed with exercises that will help you quiet your fear long enough to take the next small step. You can grab a copy by visiting thefearguide.com. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Star Chasers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. This is your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurs who want to leverage their talents, skills, passions, their quirks, whatever you got to create their own opportunities. And I do that every single week with inspiring interviews from other creatives. And then I also hop on the mic solo dolo like today and share my thoughts on taking action or bits and pieces of my journeys, things that I have noticed, things that are coming up because I want you to be brilliant and go out there and pimp your brilliance, of course. And today I want to have like a little bit of a pep talk slash tough love talk because we are nearing the end of 2018. Ooh, see, I'm already ready to get into 2019. We are nearing the end of 2018. I mean, literally staring it down, it's weeks away. And there's a few things that I've been noticing in conversations, whether they're with family or friends, but I've been specifically noticing this when I've been working with people one-on-one or in my group coaching, that there are a few things that they are missing that I think that they need to master or work on so that they can achieve their goals in the next year. And I've narrowed this down to three key areas. And I believe that you need all of these areas to really be successful. And I want to dig into some of these things to make you aware of them. And hopefully you'll start doing the work now while we still have a few weeks left in 2018 so that you can be prepared to just blast off into the atmosphere come 2019. So let's just dive into it. The first area that I think that you really need to work on, and I think this one is crucial, it's most key, it's the foundational thing that you need to work on in order to be successful, and that is your belief system, aka believing in yourself. And this is like really understanding who you are and feeling confident in yourself Because this is the first step to achieving anything that you want out of life, whether it's a goal, it's a dream, you whatever you want, you really have to believe in yourself. And it's it's so key. None of those things are gonna happen unless you have belief in yourself. And I'm saying like truly believing that the thing that you want for yourself, for your life, that it's possible for you. And not just possible for me or your best friend or your neighbor. You have to believe in what's possible for you. 
And I think that this is such an important point because I see this quite a bit when I have conversations with family or friends and even people who I'm working with one-on-one having these conversations about like, what do you believe is possible for you? Oftentimes people will say, well, I can see you doing that. I can see you being successful and they believe in the possibility for me, but they don't actually believe in that possibility for themselves. And I think that's crazy. And it's, it's kind of a universal theme. And I see this a lot where people will see influencers or people that they look up to. And it's so easy to see the possibility in them. It's so easy to believe that they should be and will be successful because why not them? Why not them? Why should they not be able to achieve all the goals that they want? Because of course they have some special magical advantage that we do not. And that's so false. It's, it's so false. And it, it makes me a little angry when people say, well, I see that for you. I could see you doing that, but I don't think that's possible for me. I don't have any type of special advantage that you don't have. I may be college educated, but I graduated in 2006. So that's 12 years ago. The landscape has completely changed. And when I got out of college, it was right around the time where we were going through that horrible recession. So it's not that I have anything special that you don't have. And your internet faves, it's not that they have something that you don't have. They just believe in themselves. They believe it's possible for themselves. And you believing in the success of others and not yourself is a part of your faulty belief system. And you really have to change that because believing in yourself is so crucial. You not only have to believe in it, but you have to imagine it happening. You have to be able to see it happening. And this is why I'm such an advocate for visualizing and creating a vision board. And it's one of the key reasons why I made the Visionary Journal have a mini vision board section in it, because I wanted to encourage people not just to set goals, not just to create plans, but actually create a picture of what this looks like for you. What does your mind's eye see? Like, what's the visual behind this goal that you want to achieve? Because you have to be able to see it for you to see it. Does that make sense to you? You have to be able to see it before you can see it. And you have to be able to see it in your mind's eye. Because your mind can't tell the difference between what's a part of your vivid imagination and what's reality. I remember I had this dream one time where I kept on finding money and I remember waking up and being so excited because I was like, dang, I found, I had a whole bunch of money that I found at the beach. And it took me a few minutes to realize like that was a dream. I didn't, I didn't actually find that money. But if you're a person who, who dreams pretty vividly in color, you probably have had that experience where you've dreamt something and it's taken you a few minutes after you've woken up to think, to realize that thing didn't actually happen. You dreamt it. And that's what I'm talking about. Your mind can't tell the difference. So this is where visioning activities like journaling, creating vision boards are really helpful in helping you see in your mind's eye the thing that you want. But your belief system, it's really important. And that's why this is the first thing I want to mention, because until you change your belief system, until you start believing in what's possible for you, until you start seeing the things that you want for your life and believing it has already happened and acting accordingly, you're just going to have an uphill battle 
receiving your desires. You're going to have an uphill battle achieving your goals. You're going to have an uphill battle trying to create your dream business because you don't actually believe that it's possible for you. And there's nothing that anybody can do about that until you change the way that you see it and until you change the way that you feel. So the first thing that you really, really need to do is check your belief system and think about, do you think that these things you want, do you really think that they are possible for you? And if the answer is no, you need to start journaling through that. (laughs) Ask yourself, question yourself, why don't you believe this is possible? And it may just be one of those times where you need to change the story that you're telling yourself. I can't give you an answer here because it's going to be different for all of us. But I think a a first key step is to question that in your journal, in your writing, and ask yourself, why don't you believe that's possible? Because I bet you I would put some money on it. You're probably holding on to a story that somebody else gave you. It's probably not even a story that you truly believe, but it's one that you've adopted over time. So that is key number one. My second key that I notice is your level of commitment. And I, I, I hope I don't rant on this one because this is the one that just, it slays me. It slays me, it slays me, it slays me because we say one thing with our mouths and then we do something completely different. And I find this when I'm working with people one-on-one, it's like everybody wants to be successful. Everyone says they want change and they want to grow a business and they want all of these things, but few people are actually willing to do the work, the actual sweat equity that's going to get them there. And this is so frustrating to me, especially as somebody who's coaching people. Coaching is not cheap. It's not cheap. You know, coaching can run you anywhere from several hundred dollars to thousands of dollars. And I've seen people selling like 25,000 a year programs in $50,000 a year program. I mean, like coaching, there's a lot of money in coaching because you can charge a premium for people to work with you. So it's definitely not something to take lightly, but so many times people show up to my coaching calls and they haven't done the work. They've done some of the work Maybe they did some of the work 20 to 30 minutes before we got on the call, but they didn't just take the time. They didn't make the time to actually do the work, sit through the work, complete it in a timely manner. There are no shortcuts. If you want to have a business, if you want to reach your goals, if you want to be successful, you have to put in your work. And I I don't even want to just use the word the work. Let's define what the work is. The work is If you have a podcast show that's weekly, then that means every week you make time and you sit your butt in front of that microphone and you put out a show. If you write a blog, depending on what your editorial schedule is, every single week or bi-weekly, however it is, you sit down in your chair and you push publish on a new blog post. The work could be maybe you have a full-time job and you're side hustling on the side. Great. That's wonderful. I think everyone should do that. Don't just quit your job because you want to go full time. Do the work. Work yourself out of that job. So that could mean on Saturday morning, you don't sleep in till 10 o'clock. You get up at seven. 
and you put in two hours of whatever work it is that you need to get done that you were not able to do during your week. Doing the work is showing up. It's showing up the way that you said you're going to show up. It's keeping your commitments. It's being disciplined. It's being consistent. It's continually to move forward. You're not doing the work by staring at the computer procrastinating. (laughs) You're not doing the work by waiting until the last minute to turn in your coaching assignments or waiting until the last minute to complete the work or the next steps that were assigned to you. That's not doing the work because nobody can do your work for you. And there are no shortcuts. And I think a lot of times that we think because of the way online businesses work, that if I hire somebody to do something or help me with something, it's going to be a shortcut. Or if I take this course, you know, it's going to fast track me to success. Or if I watch this webinar, it's going to give me the answers that I've been so desperately searching for because I can't move forward because I don't know. No, that's not how it works at all. Something my brother said the other day on Facebook that I found was so profound And I Googled this to see if this was like a quote that I could credit to somebody, but I couldn't find anything. So I'm going to credit to my brother, Christopher. I've never seen a good flight of stairs that skipped a few steps. Boom. Mind blown. And it's true. I've never seen anybody run a good business online that skipped a few steps. No matter what you think, you can purchase all of the courses. You can get all of the coaches. You can do, watch all of the webinars. You can participate in every single challenge, but none of those things is going to move the needle if you're not committed to doing your work. You have to. There's no way around it. There's nothing that you can do that's going to replace you needing to do your work. And I feel like I'm getting a little heated, so we're going to back off here, but... The, the second area, if you have not already realized what the second key area is, it's your level of commitment. It's not enough to just say with your mouth that you want X, Y, Z. You have to be committed to doing whatever it is that you need to do to get there. And that's showing up even when you're tired. That's showing up even when things were inconvenient. It's pushing publish even sometimes when it feels like nobody's listening to what you're putting out. It's sending the pitches, even though the last three pitches, somebody said no. It's being committed to doing the work, following through the process, continuing. You can't rush the process. You just have to go through it. The last key area, I think, is investing in yourself smartly. And I also like to think of this as the how. And of all of the other areas, this is the only one that you can actually hire some of the work out for this. You cannot hire out the work on your belief system, learning to believe in yourself. That's something that you have to figure out and you have to work through. You cannot hire out doing the work and and being committed. Again, that's something you have to figure out and that's something that you have to work through. But investing in yourself smartly, there are times where you can make investments in as I mentioned uh, in the second one, um, an example is hiring a coach that can help you. But investing in yourself smartly does not mean that you have to go out and hire and spend, you know, tons of dollars. But you do have to consider your investment as an actual investment in yourself and not as an expense. 
and some investments that you can make in yourself that won't break the bank is investing in better software. So let's just say you have a a business that is a photography business and you want to do weddings or big events. Well, one of the things that you could invest in is software that makes it easier for you to schedule things with people, makes it easier for you to take client calls or, or schedule consultations. That way you don't have to touch so many things. Investments in yourself could be books or courses, but I suggest that you leave the courses until you are actually committed to doing the work and applying the concepts that you have learned in those courses or else it's going to be for naught. Investments in yourself could be investing and taking time off to rest and recuperate because you are putting in the work. Investments in yourself could be a lot of different things. It's not just one thing, but the key with investing in yourself is doing it smartly. Don't just invest in things because everyone else is doing it. Just because everyone else is doing webinars and it seems like that's a good job, does not mean that you need to go out and buy expensive webinar software. Maybe that's just not the thing for you. Just because everyone's turning to video doesn't mean that you need to go out and buy a camera. Maybe you can use your iPhone or your Samsung Galaxy, whatever number they're on. I don't know. I'm an iPhone user. But um, making smart investments in yourself, and this is something I really want you to think about for 2019, is how can you invest smartly in yourself? And invest in yourself in ways that's truly going to help you grow, truly going to help you grow your income or your influence or generate more leads, not just be more stuff that you accumulate. And that's something that I know I have been guilty of myself in the past is just investing in things because it seems like it'll be a good idea or I feel like it's something that I want to invest in at the time and it's not actually something that I should have been investing in. Now, I mentioned earlier, investing smartly in yourself is tied to like figuring out a plan or figuring out how to, and you can actually hire out for that. So if you feel and only if you have nailed the other two key ways, so, you know, believing in yourself and your commitment, only then do I suggest that you invest in a coach. A lot of people will say, well, you need me as a coach because the things you're struggling with now, like you need, you need the help with that. And that can be true. A coach can help you with believing in yourself. A coach can help you with being committed. But I think that it's only a good idea after you've done some work yourself to work on your belief system and you've done some work to help you be more committed. If you're just starting from the ground floor and you've done none of that inner work, don't hire a coach. Don't make that kind of investment. I don't think that's a smart investment for you because you're just not going to blossom the way that you could if you already came in with some foundational things there. If you're just starting out from ground zero, don't do it. So those are my three key areas that I think that you need to work on. Your belief system, aka believing in yourself, your commitment, aka doing the work, investing smartly in yourself, aka figuring out a plan for how you're going to do this. (laughs) But here is the most important part of all of this. You need to master all three areas to be successful. You cannot just have one. 
There's no such thing as baking a single slice pie. You can bake an entire pie and slice it up, but you can't bake a single slice pie. So you need to cover all of your bases there. And I really do think if you start working on believing in yourself more, practicing your visioning, dreaming a big, beautiful dream for yourself and really sitting in how that feels and how that looks for you, being committed, doing your work, showing up, keeping your word, doing what you said you were going to do, trying to stick to a schedule, trying to build a routine to help support the work that you want to do. And then lastly, investing smartly in yourself. I really do believe that if you work on all three of those things and you stay focused on hitting all three of those things next year, you will be blown away at the end of the year about how much progress you've made because all three of those those pieces are really important. It's a whole pie, not a single slice or a two slice pie. Okay, so I mentioned that I was going to share a few resources with you that I think will help you begin to strengthen the areas that you're deficient in. And there are a couple of books and then one, actually two tests that I suggest that you take. So let's start with the test because those are easiest. I am obsessed with the Strength Finder 2.0 test. I took it. I found out my top five strengths. I made my husband take it. I made my sister take it. I've been sending copies of the, the book so that to my clients so that they can have the little code to take the test for themselves. You can buy this book on Amazon. You can also find this book on the Gallup poll website. It's the Strength Finder 2.0 is a test that is put together by the people behind the Gallup poll. But I have found if you buy the book on Amazon, it's a little bit cheaper than if you bought it through the Gallup poll. You just may have to wait one or two days for the book to be delivered. But then there's a code in the back of the book that you can redeem to take the test for free. And it will tell you your top five strengths. And it gives you a pretty decent breakdown of what those strengths mean and how they can be applied. And everyone that I have encouraged to take that test so far, including my two biz besties, have agreed that the results were pretty spot on. So that's my first resource that I think you should try. And I think that's important because sometimes, you know, when I talk about commitment, sometimes we're, we're not operating in our genius zones. We're not operating in the areas that we're really strong and, you know, fortified in. And sometimes our work would be so much easier if we worked with our strengths instead of against them. This other test as one that I found out, it's similar in concept to the Strength Finder test. It's actually free. It's the Fascination Advantage. And you can go to, oh, I have to put that in the show notes because I don't remember off the top of my, my head. But if you Google Fascination Advantage, you'll find it. And um, I think it's, I think it might be howtofascinate.com. But don't hold me to that. Google Fascination Advantage. It's another test that you can take that helps you. It tells you the key way that you fascinate, which is another way for them to say your strength. And it's it's free. Both of these uh, tests have upsells that you can purchase to get more information, but I didn't find that that I needed that. The basic information that was provided was good enough for me to run with. So do what you want with that information. <laughs> and then as far as books go, I have a few books that I think that you should read. And you can start reading them now before we get into the next year. So reserve them at your library or pick them up on Amazon or Books A Million, wherever you do your book shopping. The first one is a classic book 
I feel like everyone has read this, but maybe you haven't. And if you have, please revisit it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's a great book. It's broken down into, I think, three sections, but it goes over the seven habits of highly effective people. And I think it's great. It's an easy read. Definitely tap into that. You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. So many of my guests have recommended Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass or You Are a Badass at Making Money, which You Are a Badass at Making Money. I didn't have that on my list, but let's just add it. Read both of those because they're really good books for helping you change your belief system and shift your mindset. You Are a Badass is more focused on you believing that you are a badass and you know the work that you're, you're doing is needed. And then You Are a Badass at Making Money is about money and money mindset. So both of those. Another book is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. It's a book that I read. It's a book that I continuously think about whenever I start realizing my to-do lists are overflowing and it's getting crazy. I think this is a really good book to read because it's all about uh, doing the essential few tasks that are going to move the needle versus trying to do all of the things. And I think that this is a great book to help you with commitment if you're struggling with what do I need to be doing or you know struggling to get through all of your work. It's just re- making you reframe the work that you need to do. Another book and my last book is Eat That Frog, 21 Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time by Brian Tracy. And again, this is a book about commitment and not procrastinating and doing your work, getting it done, which I think is it's very important. And that's the thing that's going to help you move your, the needle is getting your work done and not believing that there is a shortcut to be found because there's not. You just have to do the work. So those books are books that I consider to be smart investments <laughs> and that you should invest in yourself um, by reading those and, and taking notes and really, really reading and studying those books and not just kind of skimming through them. So that's it. Those are my three key areas that you need to master to achieve your goals and be successful in the coming year. So I would love to know, did you like this? Did you feel like my pep talk, was it too strong? Be honest. I would like to know that. And if you've read any of the books, I would like to know your thoughts on them. And here's where you're going to contact me and how we're going to get in touch. So I wanted to save this until the end of the episode, but I have just opened the doors to our new home base. It's been something I've been thinking about for the longest time. I always get feedback about this in emails and in surveys. Everyone... I won't say everyone, but a good amount of people want to connect in real time beyond just the podcast and beyond just me sending out newsletters. They want a place to meet other star chasers and they want a place to connect with me and for us to be able to discuss things in real time. And this is something I've recognized for a long time. And I've been resistant to this for various reasons, mostly because I don't want to overwhelm myself with another task or another thing to be committed to, but I do see the necessity of it and I want to honor the feedback and and let you guys know that I I see you, I hear you, and I want to do something about this. So officially, you can join Star Chasers United, 
which is our group. It's not on Facebook. I'm hosting it through a platform called Mighty Networks, which is all about building communities and building them specifically off of Facebook because Facebook has a lot of issues (laughs) in the last couple of years. But I'm really excited about it. It's new, so we're just getting started. I'm just now allowing people to come in. So I would love if you would join me and start Chasers United as well. So to sign up, you can visit starchasersunited.com and that'll take you to our private community. So I would love to know what you think about this episode over in the Star Chasers United community. So come on over and let me know what you think and then introduce yourself. Let me know who you are because I would love to know who was listening to the show and actually came over and did what I I asked them to do. So (laughs) I'm going to leave you with that. But until next week, go out there and pimp your brilliance.